So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. <sighs> Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and over here to my left, the ever-famous Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm good. I'm good. Got, I'm good. Got paint in your hair? Uh, no, no, I do not. That's good. Although I'm sure I could use some that might cover the gray. But uh, Ah, well. <laughs> I don't know if I have any But no. I, I just tell everybody that, you know, when I was a little, little kid, my hair was blonde, and then it turned brown, and now it's turning back blonde. That's all. I, I'm I'm actually one of those crazy painters who very rarely gets paint on me. That's good. That's not it's, necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember my grandmother seeing, um, you know, she I'd see her coming back from working on a piece, and she'd be covered in oil. Yeah, well, it <laughs> happens sometimes. I know. You have the painter smocks and all that, but I just I can never put bother putting on the smock. I just I keep a lot of rags with me, and you know you gotta be careful. You don't you don't get too much paint all over the place. You don't wanna you don't wanna get paint in your wine or your beer. You see, priorities. <laughs> right. Well, now I just thought I'd mention because folks, she's working on a. A masterful piece, a gigantic piece. Uh, pictures on Facebook, yes. Yes, of yes. There's one picture piece. on Facebook. Just uh, and they're, you know, they're the artist at work, but uh, I think it's going to be grand. Well, I know it's going to be grand, but I can't wait to see it anyway. Yeah, it's it's my first um, first ever mural sized canvas. I've done murals on walls before, um, but this is different because the this canvas moves. It is. Yeah. It is Not that you're eight feet really big. long. Eight feet long by five feet. But it's tall. like bigger than me. And that's big. Yeah. It's I'm, massive. <laughs> I'm re- reasonably tall. Not to not to play on the stereotypes, but actually with my college roommate who is an inch taller than me, I'm six foot two, he was six foot three. And, of course, we were in Kerrville, so we were both wearing cowboy boots. So that adds you another inch, inch and a half, something like that. And uh, so, anyway, this guy came up trying to hustle us about helping him cash a check. And uh, it happens that the fellow was black. And he looked up, you know, he was kind of looking at the ground. And he, in the middle of his spiel, he looked up and he went, Damn, y'all tall for some white boys. So... 
bigger than me is bigger. Big. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a pretty you're a pretty big guy. And you're little. You are definitely. You're little tiny. I am. I'm, this I'm five feet. I'm five feet. Little little itty bitty. Mm-hmm. Um, but but even even Just being little, little itty bitty at five feet, it's still it's still a really big, it's still a really big canvas to work on. And it like I said, it well, I've got it. Really I've got it hanging hand, outside. Right. I've got it hanging outside. Um, it's attached to the outside wall on my deck because there's really nowhere in the house. I mean, we've got shelves and windows everywhere, so there's nowhere in the house that I could actually do put that and not block off a lot of our a lot of our light, our natural light, and that I just won't do. So we hung it outside where it's sheltered by the uh, by the overhang on the deck, and um, but when it's windy, of course, the canvas moves. So any breeze, um, no, no the canvas anymore. doesn't. Move. No, I I'm painting on breeze. Yeah, apparently it's been working because it, it's so far it's looking really good. Um, yeah, it so, is. You know, I, I doubt I'm going to paint in a hurricane, but as long as there's, I have daylight, there's going to be much more painting, folks, up on the mountain. And frankly, I'd mm-hmm. be out on the deck painting, or I'd probably be out on the deck doing absolutely nothing but watching the squirrels. <laughs> um, this fellow at the pharmacy was saying that today. He said, "Yeah, I I like to have some man time." You know, so I can sit and do absolutely nothing, and nobody gives me a hard time about it. <laughs> Thought that was funny. So let's let's check in on our on our wounded guest, uh, folks. We have uh, uh, Justin back, Blackburn scheduled to be back with us tonight, and he is going to be with us here in just a sec when I click a button. Uh, but uh, just to let you know, he's had a little uh, dentistry, so that could be. Well, how are you, Justin? Hey, what's going on? Hi there. A, several, uh, a couple hours ago, he couldn't really talk, so we're... Well, yeah, I had uh, all these... Well, like, uh, I had my teeth, like, I had uh, my wisdom teeth were impacted, and I had those removed, but then I had uh, one tooth that it, like, killed, and uh, yesterday I was supposed to get a root canal, but then the guy was like, there's nothing a root canal can do because it's already, like, it's just already dead. So luckily today, uh, I got in around three o'clock and they pulled it. And then when I got home, I I was like just bleeding a lot and uh, had a lot of galls and my mouth was all numbed up. But uh, mm. I thought I wasn't going to be able to talk, but my voice came back around uh, a little while ago. So that was pretty awesome. And, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, my face feels like it's still like like the the tooth that was like killing me for the past like three weeks. Um, there's a lot of pain uh, is gone, so that's really cool. But then I, I definitely I feel like my uh, my face is kind of like got beat up or something. Like I'm just in like throbbing kind of pain, which yeah. is uh, which is okay. And hopefully uh, I won't have to take any more painkillers because I haven't really been able to sleep because I've been on on all these like painkillers and uh, antibiotics, and it's uh, that's not really yeah. that much fun well, for me. I don't really enjoy being on the things. A lot of fun. I've had that done. I've had all my wisdom teeth out. and, and uh, At first I was like, why can't you do them all at once? And then after they pulled one of them, I was like, oh, now I know. <laughs> feel like yeah. I've been, feel like I've been beat to death. If I get them all pulled, that, that'd be like getting hit by a truck, I think. But um, Well, that's what ha- happens. I, I waited, like, way too long to uh, do it, and they were just all... 
coming in, uh, they were all coming in, like, sideways, so, just, like, I don't know why, I didn't really have, I would have pain here and there, but, uh, and I never really thought much about it, and then just, like, three weekends ago, uh, I don't know, it was just, like, instantly, con- like, just something snapped, and, like, this pain just kept continued to, uh, Teeth are weird no, like that. I've never figured stop. it out. And I've had a mouthful of dental work done. And uh, I've never figured out how they do that. They just, they're just they just fine. And then, you know, they decide, okay, time to give him the pain. And they, like, flip a switch. And you're, ah! Yeah. <laughs> just all of a sudden. And uh, I'm like, you know, if you could have eased into this, we probably could have gone to the dentist before you did this to me. But <laughs> teeth... Anyway, yeah, so I appreciate you guys having me on here, uh, and I uh, appreciate everything. Yeah, I, and, uh, I appreciate you sorry, showing I, up. And if the talking uh, I feel gets a lot to, better than I did earlier, so that's cool. That's great. If the talking gets to your jaw and stuff, just let us know or hang up. Or, uh, but uh, we were looking forward to having you because we officially uh, marked the show, you know, so that we can uh, talk about it, whatever we want to talk about. We talked about whatever we want to talk about last time, anyway, but. You know, in advance of that show, it was marked rated G or E for everyone, and um, eh, maybe not so much everyone. <laughs> but um, great show, but uh, you know, rated R in this time. Yeah, at least you got a free it doesn't, doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah, we're listed on the. Oh no, we're list prepared this time. Oh yeah. We're listed yeah, on the mature list. We're prepared list. this time. We're good. Okay. So we're uh, good. So you can read whatever you want. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I would imagine that sometime in the next bit you'll be having ode to a wisdom tooth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, ought, this ought to be fodder for some pleasant words. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a like a <laughs> father to his son poem. I gave birth to you, but you've been a pain in my neck, well, jaw, for your whole life, and I'm glad you're gone. Yes, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was crazy. I, you know, wisdom teeth? Teeth? Wisdom? What does that have to do with... And, of course, then they had to pull mine. One of them, actually, they said, had a cavity in it before it broke the skin. I was like, how does it do that? Well, you know the story about what ha- why they call it wisdom teeth? It was about a... Uh, um, a goat actually um, ripped someone's mouth open and, and took someone's tooth out, uh, the old tooth, and uh, the goat started being able to talk and had all this profound wisdom. So that's where it got the term wisdom teeth. Well, that that would be, I would start calling it the wisdom tooth, maybe. Talking goat. <laughs> that's the craziest legend. <laughs> You come up with the most random stuff, really. Like, <laughs> just I like ignore the pain. I, I enjoy that little, uh, you know. I have little tidbits of trivia that I toss at people now and again. Yeah, that aren't. I like to have trivia that isn't that isn't real. Yeah. Or real in the sense that it, you know it's real, that, I guess. But it's real. You just made it up. It's real. Yeah. Yeah, I made it up real. Yeah. We were just talking about that this afternoon. If you can imagine it, it's real somewhere on some level, or you couldn't imagine it. I agree. Try that. Learn that from Tom Waits. Yeah, try that whole exercise. Imagine non-existence. 
it doesn't go very well. So if you can imagine it, it's existing somewhere. You just made it up. We make this up as we go along. So what are you going to ask him, Gene? Because you've already asked him the big question last time. Uh, I don't know. So, what do you want to talk about, Who Justin? the hell are you now and what are you working on? You got any exciting projects going on? Uh, Collaborating well, with I have a you know, Lawrence Fishburne? Um, you are not a normal human being. Uh, published by Virgo Gray Press. Available on www.virgograypress.com. Uh, it's about 100 pages of poems. So that was interesting. And, uh, yeah. You are not a normal so, human being, and man, I'm so glad about that. Yeah. Actually, the, the the book says you are not a normal human being. I am actually a normal human being. Ah, okay. The book is directed at everyone else. Ah. Just kidding. Sorry. Uh, Just a bad joke, I guess. Books, books directed at <laughs> Damn. Damn of they say. <clears throat> yes. Them of they say say a lot. I'd never really heard yeah. it put that way until your grandmother put it that way. You know, they say yeah. blah, 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 blah. Well, them of they say say a lot. What say you? Yeah, crazy old lady wisdom. So um, tell us about tell us more about the book. Well, it's... Uh, 100 I pages of... You. I could read you from it. Yeah, let's have a piece. Ah, that would be fantastic. All right, let's have. I'll have the um, the the you are not a normal human being first poem, title poem. <clears throat> Did I read this one last time? I don't know if it, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think so. Here we go. Yeah, Here we go. <clears throat> you are not a normal human being. I know you. You know you. You have beautiful dreams. You are fulfilling. You wake up every day on the ceiling and inspire your desires to radiate your feelings. You are not afraid to be yourself. Despite anyone else, you know who you are. You are not a normal human being. You are not the cheesy, cliche character in the corner of the bar telling horror stories about how marriage is a dead, dark, dishcloth cemetery. You can get married and love your spouse forever and still be free. You can get a job, make lots of money, and not be a selfish, egotistical prick. No matter what happens to you, you can be happy. You are here to remember, not forget. You are not a normal human being. You do not suffer from the chaos of your own delusions. You are not ruled by the desolate confusion of other people's illusions. You are not brainwashed by the mediocre mass media. You are the real, heartfelt, breathing, bloody, soul-filled essence of life. You are not a walking, talking, robotic encyclopedia. You are a tender, burning, gentle, loving light. You are not a television set glued to a graveyard, you transcend middle America like a dark sky overflowing with bright stars. You are not a normal human being. You did not come to planet Earth to work for green paper and die. You came to satisfy your soul, to search yourself whole. You came to feel the joy of why. You are not a normal human being. You do not sit around all day gossiping the gospel from one tragic play to the next. 
You do not live your life for the sake of regret. You do not put your fellow brothers and sisters down. You do not waste your time. Your voice is a gentle, relaxing indigo sound that enhances and expands the space within everyone's mind. You are not a normal human being. You are not afraid of your creator. You are not going to die and spontaneously begin an eternal burning. You are not waiting for a savior. You are here now, and you are aware, and you are learning. You condemn no one to hell. Instead, you invite everyone into heaven. You understand, and oh my God, you are understood. You forgive, and oh my God, you are forgiven. You are not a normal human being. You touch angels. You scare demons. You inspire the sun. You have no one to blame. You are not a normal human being. Why? Because there's no such thing as one. I like it. I, like I don't it remember much. that from last time, but I like it a lot. Yeah, I think I would have remembered that. Yeah, I think so. You are not a normal being because there's no such thing. So get over it. <laughs> I think that's going to be my... I'm going to write a book. The Secret to Ascension. One page. Get over it. The end. <laughs> I liked it. Do you think we can sell that on Amazon for 99 cents? Hey. The ultimate truth. The ultimate truth. Yeah, we could do a answer. we could do a combo yeah, deal too with the uh, guys from the Fuck It Life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> two books, ninety nine cents each, or a buck forty nine. But wait, there's more. If you call in the next ten minutes, oh. <laughs> and now I was gonna. I guess I don't know if they. I had this like joke about like I don't know if I ripped this off from somebody, but it was like, you know how people have the bucket list. I was gonna have like a fuck it list. Yeah. Or it was like the ten things that you were just going to say fuck it to. The fuck it list. I've actually tried to contact those guys over at the fuck it life and see if they would come for an interview. And I think when they got the invitation, they read it and then just said, oh, fuck it. I said, I heard from them. <laughs> but uh, they got a great website. It's I'm their, curious. Like, spiritual secret to the universe. Just say fuck it. So. Just say fuck it. So, uh, Justin... What would your yeah. fuck it list be? Um, I don't know. I, I, it's more of a joke. I don't know if I really have one. I don't know if I wrote I up the list. Everybody should have a fuck it list. Yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have, you'd have to give me some more time on that. I was like writing it as more of like a, a joke that's like from a character who has a lot of like, um, I don't, like, like maybe kids and a wife. Like I don't have kids and a wife. So then, like, uh, so maybe, like, a character that would have, like, you know, take my kid to school, fuck it, you know, uh, I don't know, just, I mean, it, it was just a joke that I thought of one day, uh, that I never really used in, in, in the stand-up world, but, uh. Dog, dog shits on the floor, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely, I mean, I guess when the opportunity comes up, I will say fuck it, but, uh, these days I'm more no. in saying, uh. Love it or embrace it or uh, understand it or be at peace with it. Whatever uh, arises, love it. Yeah. So I'm more yeah. Well, some, less, sometimes, less, 
Not that, not that sometimes saying fuck it is a good way to, good way to, yeah. That's what I'm just thinking. Like sometimes fuck it is is the way to um, embrace it. You know, it's like ah, okay, this isn't working out for me. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. No. No. It's great. Yeah. I definitely. I definitely. Uh, uh, say. Uh, tell people to say fuck it. I mean, it's, it's definitely a. It can be really helpful tool. It's, it's really, I suppose, I suppose, just the more emphatic version of my get over it, you know, because it's what? Yeah. You know. I guess, like, any time I feel uh, too, um, uh, uh, like, uh, ah. into in something, like, caught into something, maybe, like, too uh, attached. But, like, well, okay, one re like, um, you know, the two thing. Maybe uh, I was I was very attached to this pain that I was feeling. Uh, kind of made it my girlfriend for a little bit, and uh, I always maybe my ex girlfriend, and um, and I was wanting to get back into a relationship with, and I I didn't say fuck it to the pain. I said please somebody help me. So that I didn't say fuck it to because like it was like you know fuck it would have just caused more pain on that area. But, like, let's so, say if I'm about to do something or have something to do and I'm worried about it, maybe saying, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll just see what happens is, you know. I got a friend that does rap. His his name's Dopey Nine Miles, and he has a line that he says, fuck it, let's dance to it. Nice. That's just his philosophy. It reminds me of that uh, graphic picture thing I saw people sharing on Facebook the other day. I may have even shared it. It said, uh, optimist. Someone who knows that taking one step forward and two steps back is is not a setback. It's the cha-cha. Okay. One step forward and two steps back? Yeah. One step it's, forward and two steps back. It's not. That's not a bad thing. It's a cha-cha. I don't know. I don't know if it's really a cha-cha, but, you know, I get the idea. One step forward and two back is a cha-cha. But yeah. if I have to explain it, then, you know, I'm going to put that back in the jokes that didn't work, but for the nights when our guests don't show up. I had to do a show all by myself. I didn't even have Jean because she was moving to the mountains, and it was a it was a scary thing, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> the vast emptiness. Said, fuck it. That's a chance to say fuck it. Fuck yeah, it. yeah. It, it totally is. a chance to say fuck it. He, he did really well though. Um, even handled the four few uh, few calls and questions. So, yeah. It. I mean, oh, poor yeah, Rick. He's been suffering right, for months. I like to complain about <laughs> He's it. He's in know. charge of all the emails, all the communication, all the everything. Because I'm never online anymore. Yeah, I just so, yeah. realized today that. There were no reminders going out and stuff, and, uh, you know, people were, you know, the day of the show, I'd say, you know, hi, you ready? And they'd go, what? It's today? And I was like, how does that happen? Oh, crap. Jane's gone. (laughs) She did all that. Thank you notes, all that. Nobody's been thanked. This is horrible. (laughs) I mean, I think I'm on air. Thank you for coming. But, you know, I always thought that was enough. (laughs) But... But uh, and send them a link to the show. They I sent them a link to the show like eight times before it came on. Posted it on their wall. It's on the top of your wall, even the link to tonight's show. 
Oh, mercy. So, yeah, now i got to start thinking about all that stuff in advance, and I don't know. I'm going to move to the mountains. Organization 101. I, I'm going to move to the mountains and claim I'm just going to paint and show up and talk on the radio. And then we'll just, we'll have to hire. <laughs> well, we'll have to hire somebody to do it, I guess. Does anybody want the admin job? <laughs> We're just putting it out there. Really long hours, Anybody lots of abuse, to? very low pay. About as low as you can go. Anybody want to take that? You know, you, you answer emails and set up show times, basically. That's it. <laughs> and write thank you letters. Yeah. So, oh, uh, Justin, tell me a story. What else oh. have you been up to other than producing a book? Because we could talk and about your teeth us all night, but we're not here to talk about us. Um, I think that was a dig. Uh, in 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 the uh, well, last you know three weeks, I've just been dealing with this pain and uh, I've uh, kind of just doing that. It's kind of been my focus. Um, but I mean, uh, of course, I guess I've um, have a new girlfriend. That's really fun. Her name's Olivia. She's a very sweet person. Uh, I've um, been doing comedy. I mean, I'm still doing comedy shows, and I've uh, been doing healing things as well. So just kind of keeping all those those three things that I do, I guess, going and, and, and uh, hopefully trying to get some of these books that I've also finished published. And uh, uh, right now I'm just kind of joyous that the pain and the... Uh, and the mouth is 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 gone. Or it's subsiding. Um, yeah. At least the, uh, the the tooth that was constantly like pinching me is gone. So it was pretty joyous about that, honestly. That like when it went away for a little bit, I was like, holy shit! And I wasn't gonna get too happy because like I thought it might come back or something. But then I was like, nah, fuck it, let's dance to it, and I got happy. But I can uh, tell you what I've been writing by. Um, you are not a normal human being by Justin Blackburn. That's awesome. Very cool. Uh, I can uh, read another poem if you guys want. Yeah, fire away. Fire away. All right, this is called Kicked Out of the Orgy by My Girlfriend because this is a rated R show. Yeah. You guys asked what I've been up to. This is a poem that I wrote in this book, You Are Not a Normal Human Being, available on www.virgogracepress.com. If you don't have your copy, get it today, or tomorrow, or never, whatever you want to do. This is called Kicked Out of the Orgy by my girlfriend. <clears throat> Recently, the great Satan himself has been showing up out of nowhere to fuck me, raw dog, straight up the asshole in front of everyone, no matter where I am. The other day, I was in line buying a ticket at the movies with my girlfriend. Satan shows up, bends me over, and fucks all the fire out of me. Everyone at the theater laughed at the comedy occurring in front of their eyes, except my girlfriend. It turned her on. Yesterday, I was in the food court at the mall, and he fucked me right in front of the Chick-fil-A. Everyone watched in silence, amazed. The cow finally began to spell words correctly. Do not tell my family, but I think I'm beginning to enjoy it. My girlfriend sitting pretty on Satan's lap at an orgy. My jealousy shows me to the front door and puts my pen to the page. Let the world know I write poetry while the people are getting laid. Let the world know I write poetry while my girlfriend is without me at an orgy. Let the people know Satan does not hold the keys to their shackles unless they are willing to learn how to pick locks. Okay, I got to know what inspired that. 
Um, actually, the guy that rapped um, "Fuck It, Let's Dance to It" was um, was uh, we were at my friend's house in, in Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, he was all over. Me and this girl had been dating for about a year, ten months, and uh, he was all over. And they were like hooking up and stuff, and I gained getting jealous. This was. I think 2010, I think, and uh, I was getting jealous, and because uh, you know this used to be mine, this girl used to be mine, but now she wasn't, and uh, they uh, they were like in this room together, and they were like hooking up, and there was this other girl there, and I like tried to, I guess like touch my ex-girlfriend at the time, and she's like, you know, get the fuck out of here. Uh, so I left, drove home, oh, and uh, exactly, they had an orgy. Actually inspired by getting kicked out of an orgy. Yeah, but especially by your girlfriend. Yeah. Ex-girlfriend, but she was a girlfriend. At the time, she was ex-girlfriend. And then I just started thinking about how, like, uh, you know, I followed, like, okay, we can say... Um, we can say things that we, we, in this world, we say Satan, and people say Satan a lot. And it, it makes them feel good to blame things on Satan. And I'm going to call, I'm going to use Satan for the poems, uh, for the benefit of this poem, is Satan is kind of saying, following your, uh, your, um, your maybe, like I was following my jealousy, I was following like my power, like I'd lost my power, and this, you know. And uh, so, so I, I was following Satan basically, and uh, and uh, but I, I mean, of course, that's just for the poem's sake. It's just to make a good poem. But anyway, in the in the end, it says, uh, "Let the world know Satan doesn't hold the keys to their shackles unless they're willing to learn how to pick locks." So it's like you can follow. Uh, this this character that's your ego and your and your I mean we're we're living in a dual I'm I'm coming from a dualistic point of view right now so this is for people in dualism people that are beyond that well done but uh, you can follow that sort of negativity that pain or whatever you're going through and that's awesome you can do that and that's great but you're gonna have to uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a a stretch it's gonna be a bumpy ride you're gonna have to basically Learn how to pick locks. You're going to have to outsmart your character if you want to uh, outsmart the Satan character. If you want to, uh, you know, live uh, live uh, live a, uh, a happy life. So that's what that inspired that line. Right. Just you know, you know, if you don't want to, if you want to follow, I guess, the love or God or peace. That's another thing, and you know, you can do that, and you don't have to pick. See, locks. even. Even even getting kicked out of an orgy by your girlfriend can inspire wisdom. Oh yeah, that's uh, the in, the insight is there. <laughs> that's what I try to do with everything. All these poems in here, uh, even the ones that are like very, uh, you know, people are afraid of words. Like, oh my God, it says "fucked in the ass." Uh, you know, people are really that's cool. That's their <laughs> thing, and that's that's awesome. But uh, you know, just even that. Uh, you can you can also like I like to be very I guess what someone people say in the dualistic world would be like dark or that oh, that's a dark poem wow that's dark but really to me it's not it's just kind of funny and uh, it's kind of like uh, you don't have to be 
outside and and find wisdom in it. You know, it's like this because there's wisdom in everything if you can put wisdom in it. You know, that's what I liked about like reading Mikowski growing up is that he was very dark and like most poets. When I was a kid reading poetry, I thought it was all like mostly like kind of bullshit and like fluffy and kind of like it didn't really connect with me on like a personal level, like on a. And so when I read like like a Bukowski or like Ginsburg or uh, I don't know people I felt that wrote for more of their like uh, you know from from maybe like but also put like a, a nice message on it I was always like turned on by that and sort of like a not very not 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 a sexual way but more in like a inspiring like some Bukowski poems that bring tears to my eyes and things like that. Well, I've never but, understand this concept of of dark not being um, able to inspire and to impart wisdom. Because I mean, if we look at one of the the most famous playwrights of all time, Shakespeare, and his his stuff is taught in schools all over America and all over Canada and probably in other countries as well. But if you really look at some of his storylines in the plays. Dude was twisted. It's not like yeah. people sit, like he had, sit around and talk to skulls was, or anything. Oh, wait. He was twisted. He had some twisted shit in there. And just because he didn't use graphic swear words, his, the, the imagery that he was presenting through these plays was very graphic, extremely graphic. And there was a lot of wisdom in his writing and, and secret hidden at the time messages. But yet we don't consider his work to be dark. And that has always confused me because, I mean, as far as twisted writers go, he's one of the most twisted to ever walk the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, definitely Willie had that. a complex or two. Yeah, and also, also I like to use, like, I like to um, use profanity also to sort of, like, like I have another one poem in here called Love Yourself Enough. If I'm lucky enough to read that, I will uh, later. And it's, um, it's very, but it's it, it, it's like, it's all about loving yourself, but it's like, um, it's all about loving yourself, but uh, like, um, you know, trying to uh, um, find, uh, you know, like, kind of like, sometimes if you use profanity, it'll make people feel, uh, you know, like I've done intuitive readings for kids before. For their, so I do these intuitive readings that are, like, intuitively understanding what's going on with the other person and whatever. And I've done readings for people before, and they'll be, like, kind of pissed off because their parents will bring them to see me. And uh, But if I, like, speak their language, like if I say the word fuck or something, it makes them think that I'm cool, you know. Or the, at least on yeah. their level, and it's like, oh, now he's not he's not uptight. So it's like, you know, like, and all, and if I'm if I if I go and I read a poem to a bunch of people, and I'm like, child, be wild, you are ahead of your time, and that's a beautiful poem that I wrote. I love that poem. It's actually in the book too. But um, if I read that poem in a uh, in a place like, maybe I'll have some like thug or some uh, you know kid in the back who thinks that's like stupid or gay or whatever they say about things. And uh and uh but if I read a poem that's like love yourself enough to to admit that you have a small dick or something like that, that'll oh, he said small dick, ha ha ha. 
and they'll listen, and then we're friends. You know, it's like, but I mean, also like embracing all sides of of life too, not just because I don't write. I mean, I just try to write for everybody, and not just for like I want. I want to be like the Beatles. Like I want. Uh, no, I want to write for like you know old women who are dying, who have you know their husbands are dead and they're dying, and I want to come and read them a poem about like miracles and bird baths and have them like uh, you know I want to come and then I want to you know some like punk kid with a motor you know some motorcycle jacket murderer guy who's in the prison. Uh, I want to be able to like relate to him too, just kind of speaking everyone's language. I want to speak everyone's language, or at least everyone who speaks English. Because I don't know any other languages at this point in time, but uh, I guess I am kind of limiting myself at that point uh, from that. But well, from that aspect, how many? But, uh, yeah, how many million people can you actually talk to in a lifetime? That's true. I, I don't think you'll run out, even in just English. Of course, I, I also am am somewhat fluent in sarcasm, but oh well, uh, that's a good language. That is a good language. Yeah. I, yeah, language yeah, a lot of if you're gonna learn a new language, that'd be a good one. Yeah. My my daughter is not only fluent; she has a master's degree. Wow. In sarcasm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sarcasm yeah. fine. It must have cost you a pretty penny. She could live. She could live in sarcasm for years and years, and people would never know she wasn't a native. Wow. That's amazing. That's true. Yeah. And she's only 15. You have to wonder, you know, how did she fit all that education in in such a short time? I'll never understand. Girl's a genius. Indeed. Just decided one weekend I'm going to pick up that sarcasm thing. Yeah, I've heard you talk Mm -hmm. to the dog around there. She's got an example or two. (laughs) (laughs) What the? There's love. See that was a, my parents. Instead of just cussing like parents do today, that they would sound like they were having some sort of a fit or something, because words would get choked down. You know, what the what over the what? Damn it! You know. Wow. Well, because they they cuss to other people. Mom told me the story about. Dad cussed to somebody on the phone, you know, talking to, he was talking to a roughneck or somebody out in the field, cussing, you know. He got off the phone, and Mom walked in the room, said, you do that in my house ever again, you'll leave my house. And that was in the 50s. Women didn't say that much, but my red-headed Irish mother mm-hmm. wasn't putting up with diddle. Yes, there's that. Mm-hmm. Would you read that poem for us, um... That piece, the kids piece. Uh, love yourself hear enough. It. Yeah. Okay. I'll read some of it. It's incredibly long. Uh, it's actually twelve pages, and so in this we... book, it's only in this book, it's only uh, five. But I'll read only a little bit of it. Okay. Shall we, shall we take a quick break first? And um, okay. Yeah, so it just realized what time it is. So we can um, take, we'll a break take a quick musical and, break. Uh, have some Aquarius and. Uh, some message from Gene about getting involved, and uh, awesome. because we oh, make wonderful. it, we make it on little help from our friends. Is that how they put it? And uh, 
And after we come back, we, we want some more poetry, and we also have uh, our dear friend and brother Sam on the line, so he probably has something to say. I bet he does. All right, so where's the button? Ah, alphabetical order. Damn it. All right, we'll be back in about four minutes, folks. Stay with us. Everybody has a story, a moment in their life that was a turning point to set them upon a path of self-discovery and adventure. Here at Everyday Connection, we value the sharing of those moments, recognizing them to be the inspiring and uplifting gifts that they truly are. We would like to show our appreciation, not just to our guests and sponsors, but to our listeners and supporters who make it possible for us to share those stories. If you would like to support the continued success of Everyday Connection, share your own story, or know somebody whose story can touch the hearts of others, drop by everydayconnection.me and find out how you can become a part of our ever-expanding EC family.
everybody. That was our good friend, Jolene, with Aquarius. Interesting version. I like it. It's very funky. Yeah. Yes. Well, I could hear you breathing over there. I was wondering if perhaps you weren't speaking anymore. No, I actually, I went for a quick wander because I was wondering what was going on in my house. Um, I thought I had more time, but like you keep saying, that song just ends suddenly. It just does. I was looking for a link, and I was like, oh, wait, that's it. It's about to go. Crap. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, love yourself enough, is it? Yeah. That's excellent. I like that. Absolutely. Alone, listless, breakfast table in an otherwise empty room. Young girl. I'm just kidding. I was singing Pearl Jam. Daughter. <laughs> All right. Because uh, that's, that's how it starts off. And daughter is like, you guys ready? And then they're like, and they, dun, 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 dun. all right, here we go. This is called Love Yourself Enough. All <clears throat> right. Love yourself enough to embrace who you are. The unclaimed parts claim them. You like the smell of your own farts? Then fart, motherfucker, fart. Love yourself enough to make the saddest, shittiest, whiniest, fucked, faggot-assed art and share it. All the judgmental cunts talking shit behind your back about how much you suck. Love yourself enough to suck and not give a shit. Love yourself enough to listen to them bitch and laugh. You got six toes? Oh no, everyone thinks it's gross. Love yourself enough to ask every gossip gospel Christian to clean your uncivilized fungus Jesus infested abnormality you got herpes walk up to the town's favorite judge and kiss him on the mouth while he's out to dinner with his big belly thieving lawyer frat bros love yourself enough to admit that nobody knows that you don't need to know that you do know you probably started this poem off too raw and real for the way most average people feel that you might walk half your crowd right from the beginning, but know that you love yourself enough to reach far beyond the average ideas of curtain calls and modern-day winning, to express the love blood that bleeds your perfect heart broken, never-ending. Love yourself enough to be aware that this beautiful world is in outer space spinning. Love yourself enough to exclaim to a crowd of beautiful women and famous movie star athletes that you have a small, smelly dick. Even though it's obvious you have the biggest, blackest cock in the room, love yourself enough to let it loose and smile and laugh and look around and say, Look, I admitted to something people are afraid to admit to and nothing happened. I can't make a woman come. Who gives a fuck? I am that I am and I have no reason to ever be embarrassed. Love yourself enough to be raw and honest with yourself. Why are you so afraid to be honest with yourself? What makes you think your issues will disappear if you pretend they aren't there? Are you unable to grasp that our do-nothing denial is one of the reasons why we are all so sick and depressed as a society? Cancer is not this random, unlucky, spin-of-the-wheel disease. It is your hiding insecurities, boiling and festering, opening you up and sucking you out bald and dead. Love yourself enough to not get cancer. To love your cancer if you get it. To open your heart and get the fuck out of your head. Nothing compares to how great it feels to be open-hearted and honest with yourself 
health, not even sex. Who the fuck are you still trying to impress? The pride that has its silver spoon choking you from the roof of your mouth or the holy shit bowels of Mother Mary? Love yourself enough to find nothing scary, especially the eighth grade gym class bully who's bully in the back of your mind, always trying to spread lies inside you to hurt you. Kill him by embracing everything his backhanded way of helping you go deeper into yourself says. Heard that you caught... You got caught jerking off the gay porn in the library, you little faggot. You're right, sweet bully. They, they they caught me. Boom, he can't hurt you now. Love yourself enough to the point where there is no you that hurts. Love yourself enough to walk up to the boss, your spouse, your your best friends, your worst enemies, and your parents, and confess with gentle, loving swagger how at times you can be an obsessive, jealous, control freak, death-fearing, self-sabotaging hypocrite. You will not die. Honesty is not poison. Instead, it's the antidote. Your ego will not kill you. No one will fire you from your job. Your wife will not divorce you. Maybe someone may freak out and say, Oh my God, you are an obsessive, jealous, control freak, death-fearing, self-sabotaging hypocrite. Oh my God, like that is, oh man, who you are. To those people, say yes, that is what I said. And I love myself enough to love that part of myself, but at the same time, I love myself enough to help that part of myself remember there is no logical reason for it to feel that way since it is perfect love, just like the rest of me. Why are you so afraid of those parts of your ourselves that some people think are bad? Why do we try to and hide them so far in the dark? Do we really believe we can push them so far back that they will disappear? Those are the parts of us that need our compassion and sunlight the most. All the unclaimed ghosts, bring them back to life. Love yourself enough to appreciate your shitty life. God and Satan have been watching too many late 90s romantic teen comedies like She's All That and decide to make a bet to take your life, kill your wife and kids, give you syphilis and burn down your house to see what you've got left. Go put your favorite push-up bra on your hottest cheerleading outfit and cheer. Bring it on, universe, you son of a bitch. You have no car? Love yourself enough to appreciate your feet. You have no money? Love yourself enough to appreciate your heartbeat. You have no lover? Love yourself enough to appreciate all the warm, friendly pussy of the past. Love yourself enough to know all these things must pass, and this rotten, olive, broken-down, super-dependent, depressed, alcoholic state won't last. Love yourself enough to not let it. No one wants to publish your shit, yet you're the greatest living writer on the planet, but whoever fills your living words will instantly be eternally forgiven. You want. Love what you do so purely that whoever reads your shopping list will blast off into a transcendence. Then when everyone is all over you and wants to suck your pretty words creative writing dick, love yourself enough to not take any credit for it. Love yourself enough to admit poem you are writing right now. You are merely ripping the flow, fury, and sound of You Must Love This by Steve Avey from his incredible book, Great Balls of Flowers, published by Right Bloody, the press that always turns you down. Love yourself enough to tell everyone to go buy his book right now. Love yourself enough to spread the art of others while know, while you know the lack of love for your stuff is turning around. Then when everyone finally understands your brilliance and wants to publish your shit, appreciate it, but act like it's normal. Love yourself enough to never get formal, even when all those little dick-minded intellectual ego heroes want to praise you and give you awards. Love yourself enough to be bored with it all, to stand small and forget you even wrote it. 
Love yourself enough to never quote it to make every shit you took as big as an accomplishment of all your New York Times bestsellers. You can't sleep. Demons have taken captive your dreams. Love yourself enough to go into your mind and make friends with every demon you see. Compliment their fashion, award their fear, and smile at their confusion. Love yourself enough to make demons forget they are demons. To make illusions remember they were once loved. Love yourself enough to have Satan buy you a sandwich and appreciate it so passionately that he forgets himself Satan the entire lunch. Love yourself enough to pray for him far away the next day when he's when he says to himself, Wait a minute, why did I buy him a sandwich? Aren't I Satan? That did not feel like a satanic thing to do. Maybe there is more to me than I thought. Who knew? Love yourself enough to, to quit, to not give a fuck or take shit, to be in the middle of an important ping-pong match with your problems and put the paddle down and stop playing. Who gives a fuck what your ego is saying? Dude, you just can't quit in the middle of that game. Love yourself enough to say, Fuck you. Yes, I can. I can do anything. I have loved myself insane. Love yourself enough to play the game of life by remembering you are only using the man-made-up rules to help the fools feel like their time and school was well spent and all the money they owe to the government was worth it. Love yourself enough to go down, beyond, the surface, yet have the people think you are having a drink with them on their same plane of existence. Love yourself enough to be ridiculous, to act totally cool that the most loving, open-hearted girl you ever dated has another boyfriend. Love yourself enough to get the fear every moment they are together that she is going to come back and say, sorry, I like him better. Love yourself enough to feel that no matter what happens, love is forever and that is far beyond you or him or her or they and you are forever with love in every possible infinite way. Whether or not you get together with her just like you desire or you spin your life trying to seduce the American dream like a suicidal rope on fire. Love yourself enough to forget that God's infinite love exists. To make to make forgetting your purpose. To think yourself all alone in this vast universe of unknown. Love yourself enough to be fucking pissed at nothingness. While walking around a midnight, sad-eyed ghetto graveyard, hard, nervous, and packing. Ready to shoot the first zombie motherfucker who comes out of the ground yapping. Love yourself enough to make a successful career rapping. Uh, Whew. I think that's uh stop there. That's uh, that's a mouthful. How is your mouth holding up? That's actually, that's the real thing right there. <clears throat> Pardon the it's copyright so trademark interruption for Coca Cola, but that's the real thing right there. Getting big love in the uh, chat room too. Yeah, awesome. It's so raw. Well, the big love. Take the big love over to www.virgogreatpress.com and order it. Absolutely, I got the link up in the uh, in the chat room form, and of course, it'll be up on uh, the archive after the show. So uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, that, that was awesome. That uh, that was like the best reading I've ever done of that. That was like uh, some something went inside me, and I channeled something intensely in that thing. It's crazy. Yeah, it was uh, it was working, brother. It wouldn't yeah, work. Not, not hurting anymore either, which is really cool. See there. See, when you, you hang out in your passion, pain tends to kind of go away. Yeah. Disappear. Pain and lack of ease. It's funny that way. Mm-hmm. Cannot, cannot be, cannot bear in that kind of vibration. Ah. Wow. So there's a tough act to follow. So over to you, Jane. 
<laughs> Over to me, Jean. Uh, is Sam still on? Is Sam still on the line? Does he want to say hi to our guest all the way from uh, the other side of the world? Sam's yeah. been on hold for 54 minutes. From uh, it comes it better in Skype. <laughs> from uh, Glasgow, and uh, where it's what two o'clock in the morning? I five Almost. to two. Yeah, yeah. yeah nearly there. Yeah. Yeah. I was got to say that was amazing. That was a really good sort of honest, heartfelt rant. You know, fucking a. <laughs> fucking a, yeah. <laughs> this your stuff will go down really well in Scotland. You know, we're probably the most uh, sparriest sort of English-speaking community ever. You know, <laughs> you know, you can call somebody all sorts of swear words and um, it's in terms of endearment over here. You know. Yeah, no. I only cuss at you because I love you. Yeah. I mean, somebody go to me, I see, Sam, hey, you're up here, sound camp, by the way. That means you're a very nice sound person, you know, using the cunt word to sort of, like, turn around as a compliment. It's not uh, necessarily an aggressive um, swear word. It depends on the context that you put it in, and we make it up so well over here, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. I, I used to walk around and pretend that I was British. And I would say, uh, and uh, I would be like, I would call children little little cunts. I'd be like, oh, look at the weak cunt over there. And people yeah. wouldn't, uh, people wouldn't Good take much. it offensively because they thought that that's just how I spoke. So I was like, oh, yeah. look at the little weak cunt. People talk. Yeah. Exactly. They wouldn't, wouldn't bat an eyelid at all. At all. You know. Yeah. It takes the most prudish person in this country to sort of get offended to anything much by that, you know. You know. Yeah, you're right. mother. This is much more crude than it is, than um, than uh, not getting offended. That's that's a yeah. great way to look at the it. Word, I think. Yeah, my mother just the told me. The word sounds softer though with the accent. I, I yeah. don't know if you guys noticed, but with the accent, it sounds a lot softer than it does when an American says it. It sounds yeah. so hard. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. American yeah, over here, it's yeah. a fucking but, you, fucking cunt, you. You yeah, know, totally. It's just sort of you're like, wait a minute, yeah. I'm not sure I like that. But yeah, totally. Yeah. No. I just to sort of you know, it's just sort of putting like as I say, putting context and you know and then you get it, you know, and it's fine. You know, you can say pretty much what you want as long as it's in context. Like my mum she told uh me when I was about seven or eight years old, she heard me and my wee pals swear in the way. She says, Look, I know you're gonna swear, I know you're gonna do it. You can swear amongst yourselves, don't swear at teachers, don't swear at policemen. Or don't swear at random strangers in an aggressive manner, and you'll be justified. <laughs> you know, it's just sort of teaching sort of kids how to handle the use of those words. You know, that's is a sort of um, so awesome. As that's, yeah, I think that's why they sound like they do when Americans say them, is because you know they it, it's they're getting some secret joy from being able to say the word they're not supposed to say. You know, yeah, totally. It's like like the European women that say you know. American men need to see more boobs. It, it, in Europe, you grow up, everybody's topless on the beach, so you just don't think about it. It's not a big deal. No, you totally. don't sit there. You don't sit there and drool, and you know. I mean, yeah, especially in the in the warm countries like Spain and Italy, Greece, or the south of France. You know, yeah, no problem. Just, you know, it's hot. But it's a bit cold here in for that. <laughs> but yeah, totally. Yeah, well, it's all yeah. And it's all very liberal, even like uh, places like uh, Denmark, where it's pretty cold, and like the Netherlands and, and Germany as well. They're all very, very liberal, you know, with that kind of thing. It's like, oh, hey ho, you know, that's such is life, you know. 
nobody's done any harm. It's all sort of can yeah, yeah. sort of stuff. You know, it is what it is. And people don't get so pent up and sort of suppressed in that kind of manner. So you know, one Republican congressman that was over in Israel and jumped into the Sea of Galilee naked. I don't think anybody but the Americans were really freaked out by that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> they were all like, "What? He jumped in the water. He jumped right back out, put his clothes on. What?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing about it. Sort of, not all Americans, obviously, but the, sort of the Republican side. I mean, I'm getting a lot of news about the upcoming elections, and it's crazy. It's crazy what some people are proposing. I mean, people seem so afraid of saying things that will sort of send them to hell, and they're sort of like casting their sort of um, beliefs over everybody else and try to run a country on those kind of beliefs. It's madness. Oh, madness. It is. it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, all that stuff about like legitimate rape and stuff like that, it's like, get the fuck, man. That's just so bollocks. It's pitch. Nonsense, yeah. crap, you know, and people are actually voting for them, including women. You know, what are these people on? You know, ah, you I know, don't know what they're crazy, on, but I don't shit. want any of it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> totally. It's not one of those, hey, whatever you're on, give me some. It's no, no, get that away from it's me. Like, uh, no. Let's see, there was a. That's funny. Uh, just for the sarcastic uh, fans, since I know that we have them with Mr. Blackburn here, there was a cartoon. Uh, recently from Mark Fiore. You ever heard of him, uh, Justin? No, I never heard of him. Ah, well, he, oh my God! He puts up these sarcastic cartoons, like you know, uh, the Mitt Olympics and and uh, uh, gun lobby safety and stuff like that. And he just put one up about the House Science and Lady Parts Committee. Really, really funny stuff. Cartoons with uh, amazing uh, voiceover. I, you would enjoy it. Anyway. Yeah, cool. Yeah, some great oh. stuff. I and mean, I've seen like, like like the Onion. That's a good one to look for. So a good sort of uh, sort of uh, satire stories. You know, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, we like the Onion. Yeah. <laughs> Here at the Everyday Connection. Yeah, totally. Because that's it. I mean, whatever happens, like uh, as Justin says, you've got to love yourself. It doesn't matter if your country's getting run by a bunch of dickheads. They are over here. David Cameron and his Tory party are absolutely awful over here, and I'm quite glad to have Scottish independence, you know. I mean, to get away from them, you know. Because they're just uh, out to sort of enslave the masses and sort of, con- you know, control you. It's, it's just almost as bad over here as it is in America, you know. It's just getting the same all over in a lot of places like that, you know. You can't sort of speak freely or think freely without sort of watching your back anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, you know, they talk about in the in the mainstream media, and particularly the, the Republican fellows, they like to snicker in the back room about, you know, well, that Occupy thing, that was sure. That fizzled right out. We got them. And they, what they yeah. don't know is that people are still even more so, perhaps, now that it they're hasn't, it hasn't at all. not angry. It's, it's, People are still seeing right through what they're doing. Yeah. You know, we're just going about it in quieter ways. But you know, I think yeah. they're going to get surprised when come election time this year. There is a right. There's definitely rising consciousness on sort of both sides of the Atlantic. I mean, we have our problems in Britain and the Euro, and obviously the problems over in America as well. There's a rising consciousness. You know, because people are more 
um, affluent over here, it takes longer to get through to people, whereas in poorer countries where they've had these sort of uprisings and stuff like that, the, the people are quite desperate and they feel that they've got less to lose. A lot of people are sort of like, um, when you talk about the banks crashing and stuff like that, personally, I have nothing to lose, but I know a lot of people who have mortgages, houses, good jobs, etc., 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 and they still have quite a lot to lose. So they're sort of in the balance with things quite a lot, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, well, that's, process. that's sort of been the, that's one of the ways that you can do the whole napping on planet Earth thing is make sure they give you enough, you know, lollipops and yeah. <laughs> bunnies and rainbows and big yachts. Yeah, it's like all, this, like all this actually brave new world coming true. You know, that story, you know, everybody's yeah. sort of like on, um, sort of gets well, fed was, happy pills so they can we sort were of work talking productively. About Oh yeah, they've got to have them on psychiatric pills and stuff. It's it's grand. But that's when we were yeah. talking earlier. Justin was talking earlier about your your fuck it list. I was government was the first thing that came to mind for me. <laughs> but yeah. number one is no fuck it list. But uh, yeah. All right, so it's it's just after the half hour once again. Shall we uh, shall we have another wee break and then uh, I'd love to hear yeah, and some the, more poetry. Uh, yeah, more poetry Me too. I'd break, like to hear some on. more of his pieces. Yeah. Mm. So we'll we'll have a wee break and then uh, and, and then more uh, Mr. Blackburn. As long as your mouth is holding out, you're a trooper, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Thank you for thank you everyone listening and thank you for letting me do that. Welcome. Oh, we love you. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> you so, got hit across here as well in Glasgow in the middle of the night. You know, glad glad you're able to make it. You've got a fan. <laughs> You got a fan yeah. from Glasgow at 2 a.m. Yeah. Check <laughs> oh, your Facebook. You've got a request, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So, what should we play, Jane? Mm. I mean, Friday. Ina B again, or should we should we do something different since it's... I don't know. know. You mix it up a little Justin? bit or something. You know, I mean, it's, it's Justin. What about uh, Elijah Ray and the Band of Light? I like them. Mm. No? I know, but it's not just an energy that song. Uh, Dana Harmon. Yeah, that's okay. totally in alignment. So here's our buddy that Dana Harmon with uh, "Come Go With Me." We'll be back in about three minutes, folks. Stay with us.
chat room gurus. Let's see gurus. Chat room Nazis over there. I'm telling you what. <laughs> Too funny. I, I, I don't know if you've ever tried it, Justin, but in the chat room on Blog Talk, apparently certain words, if you type them, it replaces them with asterisks. So. Oh, man. And I thought maybe it would let us type stuff tonight because we marked the show as mature, but no. No, yeah, but we're yeah. getting around it. Yeah. Because if you use if you use accents and stuff, foreign characters, um, um, you know, foreign characters and you uh, type, you know, dollar signs for s's, you can get away with. You can type shite. S h y t e. You can type shite, but again, that's one of those, uh, you know, Emerald Isle, pleasant cuss words. Oh, Scottish, right? Scottish as well. <laughs> right. Yeah, those pleasant yeah. cuss words from over there. Uh oh. You there, Jean? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jean's. Ah, she's back. How nice. Um. So, Justin, what what yeah. have you? For us? Uh. Let's see. Um. This uh this poem is called um Being It Being It <laughs> from the book, here we go. I live art. I was never born. I am dead. I am a dragon. My breath is my freedom. I was never lost. I bleed colors, grown-ups spit spirits and tar until I can kiss my mother on the mouth without taking it too far. I am led by death, mystery, poetry, comedy, and imaginary hearts. I never cost a thing. The world comes my way. I can never die. I was never dead, never wounded, aching in the, aching in the summertime. I am easy. I live high, exposed on all levels to all galaxies, angels, oceans, devils, and curtain calls. The sun is always in my sky. I will never stand. I will never fall. No God created me. Never have I had a dream. Never learned a thing. I was never named. I am too real for you to feel. I kiss what will never exist. No woman is alive is kind enough to touch me. No man is intelligent enough to be aware of my existence. I was never bought. Never had a thought. Never worn by skin. I will never begin. I am the prize behind door number infinity. I will never end. I am a child of the soul of the womb. I am a flower who will never wither or bloom with the un with the universal power to unconditionally love even you. End peace. We call that the awe factor. <laughs> Some radio show hosts call it dead air. Well, yeah, we don't. We don't. Dead air has purposes. How can you have dead air? Hmm. I thought, I I thought Justin just talked about that. So you guys hmm. want some more? Um, I have another very uh, offensive piece that I could read since this is mature night. Um, uh, we don't mind. Uh, we don't mind shaking people up. Whether it's offensive yeah. or not, shaking up is right. good for you know. This is called stir parents. the pot now and again, Tom. You know, this is called parents. 
I will never be able to please my parents. I have performed oral sex on them 10,000 times each, never one orgasm. The closest I ever came was in the second grade. I made the honor roll and they took me out for pizza. I went under the table, choked on my father's cock, and threw up all over dinner. My parents refused to eat my vomit. And it was in that instant I realized why they never wanted me to get them off. Or, sorry, I messed that up. Why they wanted me to get them off. Never again did I tickle the balls. Never again did I stick a finger in the asshole. That's from You Are Not a Normal Human Being, www.virgograypress.com. And if you call in the next ten minutes... Oh, wait. <clears throat> no, that's I have a that different link show. Yes, yes. That's you call in the next ten minutes. <laughs> it's on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You can buy two Sunday. for the price of two. And three, uh-huh. for the, th- three for the price of three, our best deal. <laughs> Here we go. Virgo Gay Pre- Gray Press. Virgo Gay Press? No, no. And uh, here's <laughs> one uh, there was a very uplifting to, to keep everyone in the in the spirit since we've gone so into the other places. Here's one that's very uplifting. Here we go. Be full of yourself. You are perfect. You are divine. You are made of love. You are born of light. Anytime anyone anywhere disagrees, get quiet as air. Face the silence. Open your arms to the breeze. Protest back if that is what you need. But a better time is always had closing your eyes and drifting off to sleep. Be full of yourself. Self-fulfillment. God takes care of herself. Self-sustained. Self-enjoyment. It is okay to let others see how special you are. You can't be poor enough to make someone else rich. It's all right to know yourself as God knows you. You can't be depressed enough to make someone else happy. It's great to give yourself the love you deserve. You can't be sick enough to make someone else well. It's just fine to shine your light upon the earth. Why let others keep you from your light with their hell? Remember, the man on the throne is crying all alone, but is in only need of himself. Be full of yourself. You are a lover. You are a giver. You are a winner. Buy yourself a pretty dress. Drive on down to the beach. Dance yourself out in the wet moonlight beyond the reach of any touch that doesn't leave you feeling loved. Take your mind straight to your soul and fill up before you are told who you are and you believe it because you forgot you are love. Be full of yourself. Don't ever worry. You have yourself. You can do anything. All you need to do is realize you can. Remember it. Breathe it. Radiate it. Be it. I am that I am. You are the place, you you are the harmony you came to earth to experience. You are the place where all possibility dreams, galaxies, planets, stars, all hold themselves deep within you. Congratulate yourself and allow yourself to receive the unconditional love you breathe. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Our, <laughs> a nice note. Yeah. Instead of one sort of funny poem about parents. Parents. But I like the one about parents. Yeah, me too. I thought it was pretty good. Good enough you wrote it down, put it in a book and everything, huh? Yep. Which I might uh I might mention is that? available at virgograypress.com. dot com. 
VirgoGreatPress.com. You are not a normal human being. One time I was I was doing a show, I think, like three weeks ago, and uh, this girl was like, I was going to buy your book, but you just you, you talked about it too much. So now I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> she ended up she ended up buying it. She's like, you promoted it way too much. <laughs> well, we're not going to let you have one. What? You're not on the... You're not on the guest list. You can't get behind the velvet rope, lady. Go away. I mean, I understand. Yeah. It, it is like a, there is like a, um, promoting the book. It is promoting things, trying to get people to buy things. is very uncomfortable. For can be very uncomfortable for people. Can be very uncomfortable for the seller. You know, um, people. Yeah, don't but when like you make a game out of it, the way that you've been doing, just randomly throwing it in in the middle of a. Are you talking sentence? about? www.virgocreatpress.com, like that. Yes, with the, with the radio announcer yeah. voice a yeah. little bit and making fun of it. Um, making fun actually of nice. virgocreatpress.com? I would never do that. You're not I a would never do that. Thing. Why would I ever make fun of that? <laughs> don't, Available don't quote for me on that. That's my online. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, somebody wants to I think I spent too much time in the... I was too I was much playing, time in mountain air. Playing that bit that I, that first bit we played with Aquarius and and uh, get involved. Uh, I think it was with a different song even, but the get involved part and uh, it was right there in the chat room. You know, oh God, advertising. It's like advertising. Gene and I need to eat. What do you mean advertising? You're not having fun. <laughs> you come every week. <laughs> Five, five bucks for a cup of coffee. It asks for five bucks for a cup of coffee. What? Taxing people. Oh, it even says, if you don't got five bucks for a cup of coffee, just share the page with your friends, would you? Bye. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I always thought the get involved bit was mostly about, would you come tell us your story? You know. It is. That's what I wrote it about. Come tell us your story. I mean, I'm down with getting bought a cup of coffee. That's great. That's awesome. Anybody wants to throw some money into and, our, our account and show us a little monetary love and support, that's fantastic. Yeah. Help us pay the bills. But, and, and the donation but, is on the same page as, I mean, the Get Involved page is like a list of, <laughs> how many ways are there on there to get involved? I've lost track. Like 10, I 12, don't I don't know. And, and, and and They're not all like one of them is yeah. One of them is buy us a cup of coffee, and the other one is donate however much you want. And everything else is like you know, check out our friends over here, do this over there. Hi, hi, hi. Come be on the show. Yeah, come be on the show. I'll definitely share this show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Sam joins us almost every week, twice a week. From from two a.m. Some yeah. of the awesome. time travels over here to check out the show. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome, awesome. Yeah, what so, I can do with money, I can do with time, you see. Time and sort of appreciation. Yeah. yeah. So, time, yeah. love, and support. And that's always yeah. good. We love time, support, and It costs me, it costs me all money, sharing. actually, to power my house and pay for my internet bills right now. But that's just right now. <laughs> <laughs> Change, you know. That's what I tell yeah. people. This this came to pass. It didn't come to stay. There's a reason that, and it came to pass. Yeah, get on with the passing, would you? Um. But yeah, that's that whole apocalypse thing from the Greek. 
Do you see that picture I put on your wall? Gene? Gene doesn't go on Facebook anymore. Um, Hello? Yes, I'm here. Ah. I'm just... Oh, apocalypse in Greek means recovering, unfolding, and some, telling something, something, something. Can you yeah, yeah. click Pic- on the picture? And I'll read it online so that people can know, because we spoke about this. We spoke about um, it a couple of times, and I think it's worth speaking about one yeah. more time, what apocalypse yeah. really is. Cause apocalypse in Greek apocalypse means now. an uncovering, an unfolding, an unveiling, a revelation, surprise, surprise, since it's talked about in what book? revelations of something hidden and that is in progress really i mean i haven't people need to do their freaking homework in the greek on definition of, and and remember it was these greeks that were talking about having an apocalypse and it doesn't say anything about war it doesn't even say anything about fighting or arguing really no, there's nothing in there about war, destruction, devastation, bloodshed, death. Disagreement. Um, well, Maybe we a could little talk about death. Death that, stupidity, you know, death your of... Old, your old self might possibly, yeah. you know, book out because you don't need that twisted, warped mentality anymore. But, um, yeah, no, there's nothing in there about war and destruction and devastation and, and the end of the world. Absolutely yeah, yeah, nothing in the yeah. apocalypse about that. However, if you'd like to have some stuff about the end of the world, there's a list of people we've recently unfriended on Facebook that can help you out. Oh, no. Is yes, <laughs> <laughs> it Abraham said? The Internet is the fastest spread of all worry on the planet. I'm curious because you write about everything, Justin. Did you ever do a piece on on uh, on the end of the world? Yeah, actually. Um, Did you? Like one that's called, uh, it's about like how the end of the world is not real. Something like that. Yeah. Sounds or like how a sarcasm. It's not, uh, I mean, it's just like we're creating it, you know? Yeah, I suppose if people want to experience it, that you know, there will be opportunities. Yeah, I, I think that it's all like, uh, I mean, I used to worry about like, it's funny because when I was like, but I was like starting to get into this sort of um, spirituality thing in like I guess like 2002, uh, 2003. I was like kind of scared of 2012 because of uh, all the stuff that I read how the world was going to end in 2012. And this year, I've probably had the le- the least amount of worry about 2012, uh, which in the past I was some kind of I had some kind of fear about. Oh no, the world's gonna end in 2012. I don't know, but I guess. Well, it it it. There are, like we said, there are places where it could be less than pleasant, and uh, uh, I certainly want to send thoughts before we get off the air tonight to our friends in Louisiana and along the Gulf Coast. I'm looking at the radar now, and it does look like the storm has pulled in some drier air off the drought-ridden continent, and it's helping it not be quite as bad, and I hope that keeps up, because Hurricane Isaac, if... Do you you read Jess Masters on their weather underground? Yeah. Do you read it? I'm actually reading it right now, yeah. I refresh that all the time, that page. I'm always reading his blogs. It's great. Right. You learn so much and about how hurricanes work, you know, how dry air can infiltrate things and you get wind shear that can sort of tear hurricanes apart. You just have to have the current, the 
best conditions to get hurricanes or worst conditions if you like, depending on what way you look at it, like warm seas, um, right. low um, wind shear and lack of dry air, you know. Yeah, but I get excited every time an African wave comes along, you know, a new 97L or something like that. <laughs> yeah, a new Invest. Yeah. Invest, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, instead yeah. of an investigation or an... In, they call it an Invest, and I'm sorry, I'm not investing. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it means they're going to invest money, fly a plane through it in the Hurricane Hunters, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, but... It's worth investigating, but, yeah. But it is... Um, Tomorrow, the 29th, will be the seventh anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, striking New Orleans. And Hurricane Isaac is coming right up the Mississippi River, just, I mean. Are you kidding me? If you drew a bullseye on New Orleans, you couldn't have a better hurricane track. So They uh, just uh, rebuilt. Well, they have this big 28-foot-high uh, storm surge floodgate that they've built and uh, along with 14 billion dollars worth of other stuff altogether 14 billion dollars and they closed it for the first time besides ten. okay well i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put it out there to our listeners to our friends our fam um i know that this was done in the philippines a few years back right before a major hurricane hit after a hurricane had just hit and they were preparing for massive death and destruction because they hadn't recovered yet from the one that had hit the week before. Um, There was a massive call for prayer, and I don't care what you say, prayer or intention or whatever you want to call it, when a bunch of people get together and they have the same intention, then that becomes the reality for the masses. So now would be a good time, people, to just simply believe that this damn thing is going to either pass them by or or fall apart before it hits land. Yeah, this dry air that it's sucking in, have it just be falling apart. It kind of looks like it, you know, it could go either way. Well, let... So you just barely take the scale, that's all. And, 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 And the tiniest little... You know, the greatest power requires the least application. You know, so you just see it. So, just see it kind of fizzling just, out. You know, have faith that it's going to go poof, and that it just brings before it does any damage. Brings rains that help ease the drought in the southeast United States, which that is it is expected to do. So, let's have it just do that. And it, I've actually seen this work. I've seen it work. Yeah. Um, it did work in the Philippines, actually, and that and was an entire this, country and, and several other. If doing this doesn't resonate with you, don't worry about it. But that's the thing. People that are in fear, even if there's a million of them, they're not in alignment because they're all off in their own fear. But people that are seeing this thing just dissipate are in alignment. And so a hundred of them do away with, you know, lots of negative thoughts because negative thoughts are chaotic and scattered and what is it? Uh... Bashar, that talks about negative in their book doesn't mean worse. It just means something that separates, something that's divisive and positive. Again, not necessarily good or bad, but positive just means integrative. So, anyway, that's my little spiel on it. Better showing mass no fear rather than mass fear. Right. That way. Yeah. Right. And. (laughs) 
and some you know light workers are here to stand in the middle of chaos in your peace you know stand there with your stuff hanging out and love yourself enough that it's okay <laughs> Mr. Blackburn thank you so much you have been absolutely awesome to hang with us on a day when you by rights should be resting yeah, and can I can I throw in a little piece of advice for you, my friend, Justin? Um oh, sure. something that my friend learned when she got her tooth pulled. Um yeah. and an and an impacted tooth like yours. Uh, a few days later it started really hurting. Um so she had a conversation with her body and uh she explained to her body that she understood that there was a big hole in it. Um and that that hole had been put there on purpose to take out a diseased tooth that was going to cause you know, more problems to the body and that um, she was aware of the hole and that she would take good care of the hole, do the salt rinses and all the things you're supposed to do, but the pain was no longer necessary to let her know the hole was there because she was aware of it. And she says within not even five minutes, the pain was gone. Poof. Wow, that's awesome. So just have a conversation with your body, but whatever promises you make, like doing salt rinses, keep them. Yeah. Don't yeah. make it. Don't ever make a deal with your body you don't keep. It's not really handy. Yeah. That's yeah. happened enough, keep, and the survival keep instinct. Promise that you make. The survival instinct likes to catalog those and bring them up at inopportune moments. Yeah, but and the throw, last throw it in there. Throw it in there to your body. Also, that you know, if if you do happen to get an infection, bring back the pain so that I know that it's there. And work out that kind of agreement with your body. You'd be amazed at at how many things that can work for. It can work for cuts on your hand. It can work for all sorts of crazy stuff. Thank you. Yeah, that's 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 wonderful. Yeah, I really appreciate. Like, let me know. The only pain that I'm really having now, because I mean, my wisdom teeth have been out for about a week. Um, and the other tooth is just out for the day. But the only pain that I'm having now is really just like the my face is just very sore. It feels like sort of. They kind of wrench you around a little bit when they're yeah they do kicking around in there. They beat the crap yeah. out of your gums. Really, yeah, they beat they the do. shit out of your jaw. They just do. It's kind of like they couldn't beat up, but but it does work for pain management. So give yeah. it a try and let me so know. If it you works can kind of let your yeah, body I definitely know. will. I'll try it. Yeah, I I know the dude beat you up, but you know it's all for the good in the long run, and I know and it works. I've had conversations with my body, and it it's amazing. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, there we go. Another 90 minutes of joy and expansion and enlightenment. And, uh, you know, we're labeled mature tonight because that's what somebody else wants to put on it. We just call it art and living and life. Yeah? Honesty. <laughs> Keeping in mind that enlightenment means lighten up. Yeah, that would be totally. another good one. Get over it. The fuck it life, you know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I just want to say inner no. peace and inner love to everyone, and thank you so much for allowing me to be on the show again. I love you guys, and uh, you guys are always really fun to hang out with, and uh, hopefully you know, next time I'll feel a little better and be able to communicate more and have more of a conversation. Well, I hope All so. All right. Speedy, speedy healing to you, sir. Thank yeah, you so absolutely. much. Speedy you guys recovery. be blessed, and, and all the love and all the joy to, to you and everyone listening and to everyone in the world right now. Awesome. Awesome. And, and Sam, what can we say? And thank you too, Sam. Nice hey. meeting you, buddy. 
Oh, you're welcome. Nice, nice hearing from you. Um, thanks yeah, you for guys have input. a great. For, have a great you, day, man. You, you, you're, uh, you sound very, very not an honest, very honest bloke. It's very, it's a pleasure to hear from you. Yeah, it's great. Thank you, yeah. man. I really appreciate that. Ah, you're welcome. You're I'll, welcome. You guys have welcome. a great night. I'll, I'll talk to you. So soon. we'll be, we'll be back to talk about organic farming on Thursday night. Yes, we will. With, uh, Indeed. Heart, Heartroot Farm. Uh, Heartroot Farm. Don, I believe, is her name. And, um, Dawn, and I, I'll tell you what, I've seen the pictures, and she really does live up to her name. Just her whole personage glows. Yeah. So she's going to be a lovely person to speak to. It's going to be a, a lovely chat. We'll, we'll be able, I believe, to pull the mature tag that off for that. Uh-huh. Probably, yeah. Anyway, I hope everybody can join us Thursday. Uh, and until then. Stay connected. Night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your everyday connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details so you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.